Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Ruin for the Ordinary podcast. I am your host, Esther Borba, and I'm so honored by your listening support. On this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of topics ranging from self-esteem and identity to fitness tips, healthy lifestyle habits, and more. I'm a critical thinker and will most definitely challenge my listeners with perspectives through a biblical lens and would love to share experiences from memories I've created all around the world. Make sure you stay tuned for the podcast releases every Wednesday. So let's get this show on the road. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode where today we're going to be talking about two of my favorite topics, soul searching and freedom. A lot of you guys asked for this on my Instagram as I posted a story about how I used to be bound by lies of the enemy before I used to minister. For those of you who don't know, I am a worship leader at the Assemblies of God Ministries in Porchester. And I have been there for about two months since I came back from my mission trip in Panama. And it has been a blessing. It has been the most free I've ever been when it comes to ministry. That is, um, I'll go into a little bit about that. When I first was told that I had a worship calling to be a worship leader and to minister in song to people, I was about... 14 years old and I got many confirmations from many people at this retreat I went to back in 2015 I think it was and our church has annual retreats where we take three days and we just give it to the Lord we fast we pray for things to just happen and because we just consecrate those times and we we devote those days to the Lord he always comes he always shows up and in those days it was the first time that God has had told me my calling would be to worship. And that's not only exclusively to me, of course, but specifically to, to function in worship leading. Now, um, I do have a, a gift for music and, and I'm mer- a very musically inclined. But anyway, when I was there, the Lord used three different people to say the exact same thing. And, and it's that I would be used to minister and that people would be set free and that the lame would walk and that the blind would see and that when I opened my mouth things would move and I grasped very strongly onto the things the Lord said and I still do until this day I've seen God confirm it through over 15 people that the Lord will use me in worship and that he has anointed me for that but as the as God works in our lives and as God speaks in our lives You best believe that the enemy rises up against anything that God tells you. Because like the Bible says, he's just waiting for like a lion to devour someone. He he prowls around like a lion waiting, wanting to literally destroy anything that God has built up. Like John 10.10 says that the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And those are the only things that he's, the devil is in the business of doing. So when that word was released to me back in 2014... I started to function in that which God has told me. I started to sing on the pulpit. I started to um, sing on the streets. I would go out with my friends in front of bars and I would bring my guitar. And all I do is sing from the top of my lungs. And there came a point where I 
would sing, but I started to hear lies in my mind, like really loud ones, like you're like things like you're so noisy, just shut up or you're so loud and obnoxious and your singing is not even good. And although these seems like like seem like little lies, they were lies that really just hit the weak parts of my heart. And I started to believe them to the point where I would, the second I would walk up onto the altar, I would get flash flashbacks of my past, like disgusting, just visions in my mind. And I was ministering to a church and I would be seeing these disturbing images in my head. And I'd hear the enemy saying, just shut your mouth, right? And at that time, I didn't know the word enough to know that it was the enemy. I used to think that I was just insecure about my voice. And that I just had an issue, right? I had an insecurity and that I just had to get over myself. But got to the point where I believed those with everything I had inside of me. That I was just an unpleasant sound and that I wasn't anointed. And the last thing I ever wanted to be when I ministered to people or sang on the, on, on the altar was noisy. Because who wants to be annoying, right? Um, so I stopped singing, and recently, um, the Lord has restored everything and anything that the enemy has ever said to me in the sense that I went to the school in YWAM Youth with a mission in, in Hawaii, and God used one of my leaders, Allison, to tell me we had a session called Original Design where we would focus on the things that the Lord had originally designed for us since like we were predestined on the earth. I believe that God has a specific call for you, a specific function for you, and and a purpose that you're meant to live out on this earth for his glory, right? And one of the things she told me is that, Esther, the Lord is telling me that you are meant to be a joyful noise unto him. And when you make this noise, when you make this sound unto him, all of earth, all of the earth reverberates. And all of hell is just awakened by this sound in you. You cannot keep this to yourself anymore. You have to let loose. You have to let go. Because this is what God has created you to do. And I used to... I'm very loud in worship. I'm, I'm a very big yeller. I'm a very big dancer. I'm just myself. And I've always been in worship. But always holding back a little because of that fear of man, because of that fear of what people were going to think about me and so on. And when she told me that, it addressed the exact thing that the enemy told me for years and years and that you are just an unpleasant noise. And then that's when the Lord told me, Esther, it's been the enemy all along just nurturing your thoughts. And because you haven't been in my word, you listened and you bowed down to these thoughts that weren't mine now come back to your destiny and I will use you right so that's a little bit of my testimony in freedom when it comes to worship and most of my freedom that I needed was mental freedom because I used to be somebody who lived so bound about what people thought of me I wouldn't leave my house without asking a friend oh do I look okay should, is What are people going to think about this outfit? What are they going to say about my voice? What are they going to say about my singing? How about the song I picked? Are they going to like it? And there comes a point where you realize that 
your life is not meant to please others. It's meant to be lived unto the Lord primarily. I want you to understand this as a listener, that your life is meant to please the Lord, period. There are people in your life that will not support your dreams, similar like they did to Joseph. His own brothers didn't support his dream. Rather, they threw him into a ditch when he opened up about it, right? There are things that you just can't live bound to what people are going to say because you have to please the Lord first. Galatians 1.10 says, Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If people pleasing were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. And that is the NLT version. The other versions say, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people, right? You guys get the gist here. But why was Paul saying that? Because if he were to live his life unto man, he would never complete what God had truly called him to. Because people were persecuting him for the gospel. So it's not what people say about you. You have to do... And live your life unto Jesus, regardless of what they're going to say. Because he's the one we submit our life to, not your friend, not your neighbor. And I'm not demeaning your neighbors, and I'm not demeaning your friends. It's just not who you live your life to. It's not, they're not the ones you worship. They're not the ones who, who run your life. And the reason why I'm saying this in a freedom series is because they are actually bound to what the enemy says about them and what people say about them. People are actually physically paralyzed if people don't agree with them or people don't like them or if people are saying things about them. They are literally in shackles. They care so much that they're not going to be themselves because so-and-so is saying this and because so-and-so won't like me, right? So I'm going to cover three tips that will lead you towards encountering your freedom in Jesus and these tips have been something I've found over the years and are backed up by the word of God. And I believe that they will shed some light onto any lies that the enemy has been yelling into your head. Number one, acceptance is essential to your recovery. Now, what acceptance am I talking about? Is the acceptance of man? No, because we just covered that we don't need to be accepted by people to proceed with our destiny, to proceed with living our lives unto the Lord. However, acceptance of yourself and loving yourself is essential to, eight, to be able to live in freedom. Because the way you treat others is a reflection of how you accept yourself. How you speak to others is a reflection of how you speak to yourself. So if you are willing to accept the person that God has made you to be, to accept the call that he's placed on your life, to accept that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, you will treat others in that same way. So when Luke 631 says, do unto others as you would have done to you, if you are treating yourself harshly, this evidently will pour out onto other people. And that is where the enemy will catch you and you will live bound because you can't follow a simple step and believe what the Lord has said about you that you are made with purpose and that you are made with for royalty and that you are made beautifully and that you are made in the image of God. This is where the enemy trips, trips people up in the simplest of ways. You can't accept yourself. 
and then you can't treat people in the same way. People who try to treat others but don't accept themselves end up burning out. They end up not meeting up to that standard because it's from within. It starts from the roots. So acceptance is central to your recovery. Tip number two that will set you free from the lies. Everything that happened is your own responsibility. This sounds very harsh, but once you actually acknowledge it and realize that it's true, it will set you free. Because many times we blame God for everything that happens in our life, right? God took away my son. God is the one who allowed me to break a leg. God did this. But one thing that we don't know is that ever since the time of Adam and Eve, we've always played played the blame game. We always blame someone else, either consciously or unconsciously, for something that is our own fault. We blame the devil. We blame God. We even blame our friends for things that happened in our life. I'm guilty in going through this right now, right? I'm going through heartbreak right now. But the Lord has warned me in the heartbreak that I've been going through, that this is my own choice. He gave me the choice. So that is why I am undergoing this right now. But biblically, if we're looking into this, Eve blamed the serpent for her own mistake of eating the apple, right? In Genesis, those of you who are going through deep hurt and trauma, most of all, I want you to understand that you're loved and you're worthy of love. But I want you to know that everything that has happened, you can turn around and you can take the matter into your own hands and turn your life around as soon as you give access to the kingdom of God. Because the same way we give access to the kingdom of darkness, we open up doors for sin, we open up doors for bad things to happen in our lives, we can give access to the kingdom of light. I want to put James 4, 7 into perspective for you guys, which says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Last time I checked, submitting is an action that nobody can do for us. It is a responsibility that we have to take. And although all of hell may rise up against us trying to submit our will, emotions to God, it's something that we have to do right so everything that happened and that happens is our own responsibility the devil is the cause of killing of stealing and destroying that is what he's in the business of doing but there are things that we allow the devil to do in our lives there are doors that we allow the devil to enter into our lives we have the manual the word of god and the Holy Spirit who gives us power to overcome all these things. If God suggests that we can submit in his own word, we best believe we can do it. We can do it through Christ in us, through the Holy Spirit. And although this sounds harsh that everything that has happened in your own life is your responsibility, it is a truth that has set me free from the core of my being because I used to blame everyone for everything that happened in my life. I used to blame God. I used to blame the devil. But I never took accountability for any step that I've taken. You know, the Lord gives us choice. He gives us the choice to make certain decisions. Keep that in mind. And I hope that tip sets you free from believing that 
the Lord is the cause of any harm that has happened in your life because most of all, he is so good. He's such a good father and he cares for you so deeply that he wouldn't want you to fall into sin and that he wouldn't want you to go astray from him, but he wants you close to his heart. Next tip, tip number three. If it sets your heart on fire, it doesn't matter what they will say. And I covered this a little bit before about the bondage to what people think about you. And But this is a real thing, guys. I have friends in my life who literally don't say things and just don't move normally because they're just scared of what people will perceive of them. This is a serious thing that binds a lot of people. They can't move forward in their lives because they just care too much about what people are going to say. And, and this is what I call fear of man. Isaiah fifty-one twelve talks about it. And it says, I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies and of son of man who is made like the grass? In, in Psalms, the Bible says, what can mere mortal man do to me? And I was somebody who had serious bondage to, to people and what they thought about me. But if you have a call on your life, if you have something that sets your heart on fire and it aligns with the will of God, it doesn't matter what people will say about you. And this goes back a little bit into my testimony about when I got on the pulpit and I would start singing. I'm, I'm not, I don't sing for people. People come and compliment me after a service like, oh, you did, you, your singing is great. You did a great job. But guess what? I'm not putting on a show for you. The one I'm looking to is the Lord. I'm looking to Jesus. If he receives my worship, that's all that matters. It's not about the lights. It's not about the instruments. It's not about how good I sing. If the Lord is pleased, then my heart is delighted in that. Worship is what sets my heart on fire. So if what sets your heart on fire is preaching the gospel. Who cares what they will say about you? Because you will always have critics. Jesus had critics. Everywhere he went, whatever he did, the Pharisees were always on his case. Like, oh, you are performing healing on a Sabbath, Jesus. You're not supposed to be doing that. Imagine if he actually listened to everything the Pharisees said. He wouldn't have done one healing because he was breaking the Sabbath, right? It doesn't matter. Back to the story of Joseph. If he had lived his life because his brothers threw him into a ditch, he literally wouldn't have been the prince of Egypt. If he lived bound to what his brothers did in unforgiveness, in fear of what they would do again, he would not have attained the highest position as a prince in Egypt. Now, I don't say any of this to demean you guys, okay? I'm being authentic and I'm being honest because I know that there are people who sugarcoat the truth and that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here in the business of speaking truth, of speaking life, because living bound in shackles and living bound by addictions and fear is not living. That's not living. So I'm so passionate about these things because they're things that obviously I've been through and that God has ministered unto my heart. And I really hope that you take this and you you go back into the word and dig deep and see what God says about you because the truth will set you free and it shall set you free. And that's what the word of God says. Again, everything that is poured into your life, don't take it 
lightly. Go and do your research. Go and read the word. Oh, Esther said this on a podcast. Let me go and check that in the word. I will always encourage my listeners to go back and look into the Bible about things I say. Because I'm human too. I make mistakes too. I want to finish off by praying for you. If any of you guys identified with these things that you're going through, I just want to pray over that and minister over that right now in Jesus' name and believe that every mind that is being tormented by any thought, that it may go back to hell from where it came from in Jesus' name. And I just ask that the blood of Jesus come over every listener right now, Holy Spirit, that you would visit them with truth, that you would visit them with your presence, and that you would address every single lie that the devil has told them, that they can't make it, that they're not called, that they're not anointed. Jesus, I dismantle this lie right now in Jesus' name. And we take every thought captive unto you, Lord. And we declare that every listener will be lighter by the time this podcast is over. In Jesus' name, I thank you for their lives. And I ask that you bless their weeks tremendously, Lord. And that they would look to you in times of need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to stay tuned, guys, for every Wednesday where the podcasts will be released. Next episode will be discussing the invisible, a very, very interesting topic that I can't wait to talk to you guys about. So thank you for listening again. Love you all.